the diary of Brood Meslo. An explosive exit from Nephilim. The sage introduced us to Simon, who did not look like he could stand up with a stiff breeze, although he did survive a good shaking from Corball. I just start, I break down, I just am sobbing and sobbing and sobbing, uh, and I I say, pull yourself together, man, and I slap him in the face. (laughs) He needed to join us to get away from the cold of Rakdos, which I need to talk about with him, and so we joined the team. We got access to a divine casket by the sage, giving us the powers that we didn't even know we had. The door to Nephilim was heavily guarded. Many dwarves, a shade orc, and Houtland Nephilim himself. At first, we thought we could talk our way out with Dot. I've been better with a hammer, but I'll take you up there if you want to do the talking. I mean, I would be happy to do the talking. Of course, I, you know. But it didn't take long for a battle to break out. Rook struggled to get the door open. Oh, I rolled so bad. <laughs> a 10 total. Is that with your inspiration too? That's with the inspiration. I rolled a one on the inspiration. So Corball threw explosives, causing a huge bang and lots of fire. So I just want to grab the bundle of dynamite and just huck it back in between the towers. Maybe even into the fire that I have there. Simon even killed the orc by biting it. Very scary. Seven points of piercing damage as I sink my fangs into his neck. Ren managed to escape first. I followed and helped push the door open, and we escaped just in time because we heard the sounds of the door being permanently closed. Mantle, here we come. So, you managed to get out the front door, a feat that we weren't even sure we were going to be able to do. You have lived your entire life in Mantle, with the echoing sounds of a cave, and the oppressive darkness. And now, you are suddenly met with a feeling that none of you has ever felt before. A gentle breeze slides through the group the first time any of you has ever felt new air being born in real time. As you're able to take your first look at the above ground world of Mantle. You have emerged inside the remains of some sort of metal structure looking as if it was once made of nothing but windows, but the glass has long since been gone. Replaced by instead the most abundant green life any of you has ever seen in one place. A delicate net of vines has almost completely overtaken the entire structure that seems to stretch up for many floors. The only clear opening is a huge space directly in front of you. The hazy light from outside making the bright violet flowers produced by the plants almost glow like a ring of fire, beckoning you out into the world. At first, it almost feels normal. The sky is a comforting purple-blue, not unlike looking up at the stone ceiling of Nephilim, until you realize that there is no end. A creature that has only lived underground might feel incredibly small. Looking up at the vastness of the endless sky for the first time, 
the dim glow of a twilight expanse putting into perspective how restrictive and enclosed their life has been. While the city beyond has been reduced drastically from what it must have been at one point, even what is left almost feels disturbingly large, so sprawling and endless in its size and potential. The city of Tremaine has been reclaimed by nature. The skeletons of forgotten buildings poke out of an ocean of foliage like headstones. The plant life is a deep purple hue with a variety of bright shades of hot pink and yellow leaves spreading to catch the dim light from the sky. Anything below the canopy is obscured, giving the whole of the area the feeling of looking at a bright pool of water that hides all its secrets until you dive in. Directly to the west, you can see a single white peak of a mountain jutting up in the distance. And oddly, the sun seems to be in the north. Other than these features, the world ahead is coated in nothing but the strange colorful leaves. What do you do? Oh my gosh, this is so refreshing it's been so long since I've seen anything like this I can't imagine what's going through your all's minds it's so green D- did everyone make it out I think so so one two three four five oh god where's dot Where's Dot? Oh, sorry, I, I'm I'm hiding behind your hair. Oh gosh, <laughs> show me. What is that? Oh. What is that feeling? I, I, I don't know. I've never not. This is weird. What it and feels? We can't go back. It feels big out here. I. It's making me feel dizzy. It's way bigger than I anything I've ever seen, and we've been stuck in that cave my whole life. Is everybody all right? It, lo- it looked like there was a, a lot of fire that might have hit people. Is everybody okay? That's because it was a cursed door. <laughs> the door was the, cursed? The door. There definitely was some fire. It, it had to have been cursed. I couldn't get it open. Yeah, I thought, I thought most doors opened outward, not inward. Oh. It's so green and purple and Is it? colorful. Uh, you guys have to describe that to me. I'm colorblind. I don't, but I, I didn't know. Are there are there different colors here than there were down there? Rook, how colorblind are you? Uh, I mean, how many colors are there? Because I see like shades of gray and white. Oh, you're oh, missing a lot. You are really colorblind. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, well, yeah, Rook, there's, there are lots of colors out here. Uh, I get, and he starts pointing at different things. They're like, this one's purple. This one's kind of yellowish. Those look pretty much the same to me. I mean, one's oh. brighter than the other, but, or lighter. You look kind of bloody there, Rook. Do you need something? Oh, I just need to sit down. Oh. <laughs> and I kind of collapse over. <laughs> Oh, wait, don't, don't fall on dot. (laughs) Oh no, I'm here. I'm safe. (laughs) I guess we'd be safe to sit for a minute if we needed to is how's everybody else doing? Simon, you, uh, 
You looked a little bloody there. I'm not sure if it's yours or not, though. Uh, it was all lies. Everything. I thought it was lies. But there's no end. To, I, to what? Where's the ceiling? Oh. If if I flew up there, would this? What would happen? I, I mean, would I, think I be we... burned alive? Would I run out of air? What? What, what would happen? How is there no ceiling, Red? What would happen? Yeah, Red, you've been here before. Is this what it looked like before? Uh, it, well, well, I mean, it's been a real long time since I've been here, but things were green, and do you all feel that stuff moving past you? Definitely do. The air that we breathe? Yeah. 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 We, we call that wind. Oh. I don't think I like it. Oh, trust me, when it's really hot out, you will be thankful that <laughs> you have this. I suppose it's a little bit nice on my hands and face that are burned. <laughs> I do I still yeah. have fur on my face? S- sorry, sorry about that, everybody. I kind of got caught up in the moment. Uh, well, that's okay. We all do. I guess it worked out, though, right? Dot, what was that glowy, hairy worm thing that you tried to pull the the fuse with? Oh, that, I think. I mean, it looked like my tail. I've never done that before. Oh, it definitely looked like a hairy worm. <laughs> I mean, that is kind of what my tail looks like. It wasn't uh, attached no. to any butt or anything. <laughs> That's true. My tail is definitely attached to a butt. We could, we, I could try it again, and I, and I would put my hands up, and this tail would appear <laughs> with no butt, and. Oh. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> wrap itself around a rock and start to float around as I move my hands as to where to put it. Ooh. And I would just kind of throw it. And then I would try and lift up a bigger rock. And my I'm like, ugh, this, this is, ah, uh, my tail evidently can only lift so much. That's, that's good to know. Did you guys, oh. I started a fire. <laughs> like a really big one. <laughs> Like a bonfire. How long have you guys had these, like, mystical powers? How did you survive? How did they not find you? Never! <laughs> Never? That was that the was first time. I've been meaning to talk to you about that, Corball. You might want to stay low for a little while. Why is that? You killed the guy. <laughs> Simon, you're one to talk. You bit that orc to death. You definitely drank that guy's blood, I think. You have some quite the fangs. Oh, I don't, I don't remember... I don't remember any of that. Wait, wait, I wanna I wanna try this again. Get some wood. Get some wood. Put it together. Oh, there's like a lot of it around. And Brood's like picking up like random twigs. He's like, I don't think I've ever seen so much wood in one place. And I would just really focus and, and start another bonfire for us to all sit around. Ooh. This is cozy, thank you, poor ball. Yeah, yeah, this could be really helpful, like we could stay warm. That's very true. And, and what is the temperature like right now? 
It's a it's a moderate. I'd say it's probably in like the high sixties. Celsius? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Uh Brood's gonna take his hair down for the first time and let the wind blow through it. And then he's gonna say Dot, do you need some help? You, you look a little toasty. I, do you think a rest will do it, or do you need something more? I mean, I'm not dead. <laughs> we could try and rest and see. I, I or we can look mind. around, and I can just hide a little bit better. And if we just don't throw bombs next to Rook... Yeah, I, again, <laughs> I feel really bad about that. I'm sorry. I mean, it did work, so I'm not blaming you. It seemed like a good idea. <laughs> it, it really was a good idea. Until it happened. I mean, I did not think that we could ever defeat your father in any way. Like, I can't believe that that worked. So I can't get mad at you. That was intense. He came down off that tower like a box of rocks. Yeah, he was not happy. <laughs> yeah, he did. He kind of fell on his face. It looked oh. like it hurt. It made me hungry. Uh, apparently. You were biting all kinds of people, Simon. Simon, are you doing okay? I know we had, like, the cask, but you've gone through some pretty major changes. I feel like I'm two people at the same time. It's very strange, and I, I think that as I was transforming, I was bouncing back and forth between a lot of, of different, I don't even know what to call it, sources of, of energy, of power, of, of uh, I don't, there, it felt like there was... Uh, something inside me that wasn't there before that was trying to change me and the casket somehow fused me to it and now now I feel one and the voices seem to have quieted is that a bitingness the, the fangy thing is that something that we need to worry about in the future here, son? I was just wondering the very same thing. Because I don't have very much blood. I like, <laughs> like it. Let's I, not suck my blood. I'm glad he's not a sniveling pile of weakness anymore. Oh, well, that's true. You are solid now, Simon. That's always good. I feel like that is still inside me, but there's this outer shell that is keeping it hidden. Like I'm being, I'm being forced into this grander state oh. I don't know what it would take to break that but hopefully it won't ever come to that yeah. well and you used to have some weird beak thing that was falling apart and and feathers <sighs> like I get really really sad <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> and I kind of like that... take my hood and pull it down over my new face Please. I'm so hideous. It's okay. This this looks better. If 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 you could have seen me before. Oh my my beak was one of the sharpest. My feathers were so beautiful. And to feel the air rush through them. 
It was one of the glorious things I have ever felt, and I will never feel that again. Wait, are you one of those bird people that fly around at the top of the cave? Once. Once I was. Wow, so this thing... I've been turned into a monstrosity. I don't... Yeah, I really don't want you to bite me. (laughs) I I like my tail, I like my fur. That, That seems... Oh, man, I could see how that would make me sad. If I Oh, if I lost my ears. Oh, no. It was very strange when we were fighting those dwarves. Uh, when we got into the heat of battle, it was almost as if I could see their life force call to me. That it was a, a source of, of energy and power for me to claim. But as I looked at each of you, there was no such glow. Hmm. You appear as I appear to myself. So whatever whatever it is inside me that draws me to that, you seem to not have it or be shielded or, or I don't know. This is my first day. <laughs> That is fair. If if you ever see the glow in me, though, you let me know, and I will hide behind Ruth. <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. Uh, if if we're gonna rest here for a minute, I think we should probably set up like a like a watch. We have no idea what's out here. Should we should we stick to the cave for now? That's that's smart. Take a minute. Yeah. That way we we have sides covered and our back covered I didn't get hurt so I can stand at the door and watch Yeah I'm I'm un, unharmed as well I could I could help I look at the cave ceiling longingly <laughs> The ceiling makes you feel safe doesn't it It does make me feel at home Yeah I would curl into a little ball and like several spins and then put my face down and hide my face into my body. And I'm just like this little tiny white fur ball. <laughs> I'm going to stand at the door. He kind of goes out and sits looking outward. I would walk up and just sit next to him and put my hand on your shoulder and just, you you did well. That was good. Oh. I I tried to help. I I'm still not sure what I what I got. I kind of look around at my gear and my giant box on a stick that's too big for me and I say, I, I hope I can help, but the least I can do is watch. Right? I, I mean, I don't know what we can do if something attacks, but we can at least watch. Of course. But why don't we open that box? That, that hammer would work a lot better without the box on it. I, I'm, I'm I've got this new fire. I could just burn the box right ah, off of it. No, wait, uh, no. My my dad my dad was very clear about not opening the box. I'm just I'm just not ready yet. Maybe maybe one day I'll be ready to open the. But for now, it's just going to be a box on a stick for me. But what if I open the box? You're not opening it. <laughs> no, I, as. You, 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 and your father had an interesting relationship. As yeah, you tried to kill me, <laughs> as evidenced <laughs> by our exit. Uh, I, I loved my daddy. He just, 
he was very strict and he had very specific ideas about what would keep us safe. And he, he told me never to open the box. So I'm afraid if I open it, I'm making us less safe by opening it. So until I'm sure I'm ready to open it, I'm going to leave it closed. Well, just, it seems like it would work a lot better without the box, but I, I understand. I get it. Well, well, we'll see. The first time I hit something with it, who knows? The whole box might come off. Who knows? Should we should we take a minute and look through what we got? Look through our gear and yeah, maybe maybe as a group. Uh, Rook, are you are you idea. resting? By the way, are you awake back there? Oh, I am uh, awake. I'm feeling. I'm starting to feel better. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah. And Brood, Brood opens up his bag. I'm still up as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I mean, I'm, I'm still awake as well. I just, I'm just laying here. Let's... You would notice that I cover in this, like this frost comes up magically around my whole body. And my whole body is covered in just ice. Dot, are you okay? You're frozen. Ah, what? Get him closer to the fire. Yes, yeah, push him closer I to the fire. Feel, <laughs> I feel fine. Ha, what? Did, look at you. Look at yourself. I just was feeling very vulnerable, and so I wanted like some form of protection, and that's cool. I'm looking at my arms and my claws, and that's very cool. Is this armor? I, I don't know. It feels oh. like it. We got all kinds of things going on. I, I get the feeling we're all going to be figuring out things as time goes on. Well, if, if we're going to sit here for a minute, um, and I, w I would go and set my pack down, and I would take all my clothes off except for my und my undies, and I would start doing this like kind of like Tai Chi, like slow dynamic movement, like meditation while while waiting. Oh. There's that. Uh, all right. I, I don't worry, Corporal. I'll, I'll watch. And oh, oh kinda... I'm, I'm still looking. I'm still oh, okay. I, I kind of shield my eyes. <laughs> this just this helps me focus. What if something comes while on watch? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna put on all your stuff real quickly? <laughs> I... <laughs> no, I will grab my crossbow and shoot it. But oh, okay. I won't argue. <laughs> Okay, uh, I'm I'm watching, but here's all I have in my bag. I've got my water skin. I've got a torch, which I don't know that I'll need with a tinder box. When I got I got core ball, I don't need no tinder box. I got uh, some thieves tools that I confiscated off a bad uh, guy. I got some rope. I got rations and a bedroll and my knife. I have some rope too. Oh, perfect. And I have a Tinder box. Oh. Man, we can just throw these out. We got Corval. He's a walking Tinder box. I uh, can make some fire. <laughs> Unless, would would your fire attract the attention of the gods? Is that putting us in danger? I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe I should maybe, put it out. Let's not put it out maybe, for now. Maybe you just shouldn't make it in front of people. Okay. We don't know how people out here feel about magic. We know people in Nephilim sure weren't very happy about it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that, that's all I got. Uh, 
happy to give one up for the group if we want to put them all together or something, but a couple of rations and a water skin is about all I'm, I can share. I got a little bit of food, and I got this crowbar and this hammer from Rook's house. Oh. And these little spike things that have holes in the end that I think are for climbing. I've never really done that, but oh. there's ten of them that were in this backpack I found at home. And a but and some torches. I've got ten torches. Wow, ten. That's really and and I got these two knife dagger. I could probably fight with them. I mean, I, Rook made me one of them, and so I'm pretty excited about it. Simon, you didn't have much time. Did did you get food before you left? Do you have rations and water and things? I have basically just what I have on me. I after escaping the uh, the cult, I just had my pan flute that I had on me, and I guess this chain, thanks to the the ceremony. And five sticks of incense, if that ever becomes handy. I mean, we may start stinking after a while. Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> I guess I also have this little vial. I don't, I don't know what's in it though. It's, I, I found it in a kind of a, a hidden pocket inside this Rakdos armor that they put on me. It's, it looks like it's red and smells sweet but I have no idea what's in it oh I wouldn't open that right away if it smells sweet it might just be juice <laughs> it's would, some kind of juice I suppose would we After have about, had a lot of fruit down in a cave system you would not after about 20 minutes of the the dynamic meditation I would put my clothes back on and then I would take everything out of my pack and very like strategically and categorically count everything that I have. I've got a few interesting things. Uh, I, I always keep with me, uh, some soap, some candles, string. Uh, I got this big piece of canvas tarp and, uh, a collapsible bucket from geyser. Oh, that could come in handy. Yeah, yeah. And this this book that uh, Sage gave me, <clears throat> it's called uh, Mystical Woods of Mantle, a user's guide and compendium. Um, I'll, I'll have to read more when we, whenever we can stop. Maybe you could help me understand what some of these are. And I would, my satchel, and it's mostly just scrap, like broken bits of wood that looks like it's salvageable in some way. There's uh, broken bits of iron. It looks like it's salvageable in some way. But the only thing that I have like neatly kept on my person is uh, rolled up kind of leather um, mat with all kinds of little pockets in it uh, filled with various sizes of hammers and smith tools and flint and steel and um, all kinds of things. So... um, I have a, I have some raw materials here to craft any or to help fix or craft anything that we may need. Um, so you're you're a smith, obviously. And, you know, I 
I've done a lot of woodworking and carpentry. What What is everybody else good at? Biting people. <laughs> oh, that's so good sad. That. I'm sure that will come in handy. It definitely will. Isn't there a uh, storybook about three siblings and the youngest one? That was what they were good at, was biting things. One was good at reading and one could remember everything and your mama read you weird books really i ain't never heard that story they went through a series of unfortunate events and i definitely am not the one that's good at reading but biting it can be a good skill i i just kind of like finger one of my fangs and my mouth kind of absently as i'm thinking about it i got a couple of handy things as well, but mostly just what I'm wearing, but I also have an extra blanket. Simon, if, if you need that, um, I'd, I'd gladly lend that to you for sleeping. Uh, and I have some costumes and a desi- disguise kit in case we need to sneak in somewhere or do anything. I, I have some fishing gear. Um, one of my hobbies, since I, I live on a lake, is I'll sit outside my home and go go fishing in the lake and I thought that might be nice to bring along in, in case we needed to get some get some food if we're by some water. Um, I, I also have this uh, sewing kit. Uh, I don't know if you can tell, but I kind of put my own clothes together a little bit and Red just looks down at their kind of patchwork made clothing it's like well if we get anything that we need to to mend i i can kind of put some stuff together um with some tools i have i have some various rations i i have a lightweight little pot in case we need to cook anything and you know some storage vessels for some water um wow that's that's the rinse bulk of what enough I have. for all of us well my line of work requires i i have some stuff at my house ready to go um so generally I have a stockpile of various needs i hear that my father was trying to kill me so i was always ready to leave corball yeah when we were in the academy together you seemed to be on at least decent terms with your father what what changed what happened yeah, uh, well... Rook, like, puts his arm around Corwall. A while back, I, uh... I started thinking and realizing that I had it better than, than a lot of other people. And being, being part of the royal family and living in that big, big fortress and eating all that nice food. And I started thinking of what I could do to to do something for others and to make a change. So I started going to the gravel pit and that's where I met Geyser built a lot of houses and help people kind of make, make something for themselves. And my father heard, you know, his, his heir, the great Corval Nephilim down in the slums with everybody else. He, it, ever since that day, we just we we didn't seem to see eye to eye anymore. For for what it's worth, I'm sorry that happened. 
it's hard to not have a herd. Hey, we're a herd now. I suppose we are. I suppose we are. Can we be a flock instead? We can be a herd of a flock. We could be a flirt. I was thinking like a nest. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we're leaving the nest together. Yeah, Team Terminus like out into the world, y'all. Team Terminus. Team Terminus. Well, what? should we? Are we supposed to find someone? We, we've got quite a few jobs to do. We, we gotta find Abe. Was his name? My brother. Oh yeah, Simon. Maybe Abe can help. He's you. your brother. Yes. Uh, I guess even more uh, motivation to find him. We gotta find what started the War of the Gods and how to appease them. We gotta find some more temples, the the casks caskets, the arcane caskets. Find out what happened to the five other teams. And then the most important one, don't draw attention to us or Nephilim. At least that's what the sage said. Which means we probably need to leave here somewhat soon. I don't know how we could possibly find Abe when this sky is so vast. Well, my mama always said every escape starts with a click of a lock, which means you gotta take a small step to start moving the big stuff. So we've gotta we've gotta we've gotta find a direction and head that way. Uh, who? Who's going to lead us? We need a leader. Someone that can, like, find their way around. Are any of us good at that? Ren's been here before. It's true. Ren's been out here. Does it still look the same, Ren? Well, it's been a very, very long time for me. I we're literally exiting out of a cavern and it looks green it's it's hard to even know where in mantle we are right now let alone if it looks similar or different i can't imagine how many things have changed in 300 years but you know, maybe i can fly out of here and get an aerial view and see a landmark I I may recognize. I, I was never never the one for traveling. Well, I, I did travel a little bit with my music, uh, you know, to go play in different areas. So I'm, I'm familiar with different different parts of the landscape, but Geography was never my strong suit, we'll say. Uh, but, you know, I, I may recognize something if I, I go scope out a little bit or, or see what's out there. There is always the the sun and that, that white peak in the mountain over there. Yeah, we can all see that. Was that here before, Ren? A big mountain? DM that <laughs> would I would I recognize that white peak out there? Uh, give me a history check if you would. 
Woo! We're rolling dice. Let's roll some dice, shall we? Ooh, natural eighteen. History is oh plus one. Uh, so nineteen. Wow, you uh through the haze of three hundred years ago could oddly enough look at this peak and know for certain that it is not a mountain that you've ever seen before so it is new to mantle well y'all um i have never seen anything like this i've traveled a decent bit over mantle and that was Definitely not here when I was here last. So I guess the landscape has changed quite a lot. Does it matter which way we go if we don't have any specific thing we're looking for? Well, I think uh, not getting lost means we need to kind of know where we're going. So whatever direction we decide to go, let's try to keep track. Sure. That's more about knowing where we've been, though, right? Does anybody have paper or anything to draw out where we're at? I mean, I have this one piece of paper, but it's got Rook's signature on it. (laughs) Kind of want to keep it. I mean, I've got my journal. Uh, I can always keep notes. I've I've, I've done been keeping notes, but I can keep notes. I have no paper. Brood, would you mind... I mean, someone's got to do it. Let's keep track, y'all. Uh, I'll I'll do my best. Simon, where where would Abe have gone? He was your brother, right? Yeah. Would he would he, he have was. just went straight? Uh, he was always so focused. I think that he wouldn't have ventured out without a specific goal. And whatever that goal was, he would have gone straight towards it, yes. But who's to say what that goal was? The sage didn't say. I bet that there was the mountain. I mean, that's the only thing I can see right now that would be worthy of a goal. So, by way of moving forward... The group needs to elect a navigator for at least this first day. And then I will make rolls based on their uh, survival. So we have we have Ren, who's offered to go up and look around and then could potentially make the call. Or if we have another one, then we can do that too. But let's elect a navigator for this first one does seem like Ren is a good bet to fly up there and yeah Ren if you go up I will uh, I'll load my crossbow and keep watch that way if anything comes after you or you know we see anything I can I can try and help out okay awesome thank you Ren what is your uh, survival mod plus zero Okay. So, Ren, you fly up into the sky and get a little bit of 
a bird's eye view of what's going on around you. You are in the heart of the abandoned city. To the north, you can see the sun, but the trees that are down there kind of block it so that the area you're in feels like it's in a twilight kind of situation. You can see the peak to the west, and then everything below you for quite a while is the tops of trees. If you've ever flown into an area that's heavily forested and you look down and all you can see is just trees as far as the eye can see. So as far as landmarks, as of right now, you have the mountain and the sun in the north. Which direction would you like to move in? The sun is in the north. Yes. Gosh. I would like to confer with the group about which direction we want to head towards. Okay. So, got uh, everyone, um, I... I flew up there, and and the sun is to our north, as best as I can tell, and that that big mountain is to the west. Every other direction is trees, as far as I can see. Do y'all have a particular direction y'all want to maybe shoot for, or which way we want to go I'm a little like a peak could be interesting but mountains can be really challenging to navigate do brute uh DM do I see any other mountains or is it just one peak out of nowhere like um or is it a range and this prominent peak is out of that sort of mountainy range so looking at it, you'd have to go up pretty high to get like a full layout of the entire area, but you can definitely see that there are other peaks around it, but this is the main prominent, you know, this is the Everest sticking up out of everything else kind of thing. Okay. So there's some other mountains, but that's what I have. Do any of y'all have a preference of which direction we want to go in? As long as there's cover, that's my preference. That's good, as long as there's cover. Right? Well, we could just head towards the mountain at this point, since it's the only thing we can see. We might as well use that as a wayfinding point, right? Mountains are good. I like mountains. Yeah, because I can fly up and point to it, make sure we're going in that direction, and at least we can start to figure out where we are and what's around us. All right. Uh, lead us then, Ren, to the to the west, I guess. Okay. So I uh, start heading in the western direction and lead All them right. there. All right.
you do indeed start moving in the west direction. You passed your check. Did I tell you what I rolled? I roll for you. <laughs> oh, you rolled for me. I do. I see. Yeah, it's part of the hex crawl. So, got it. If you don't, if you get lost, I know, and you don't know. So, gotcha. You, as a group, head down into what used to be the city of Tremaine, walking into this forested area. As you are walking, the world around you is full of a lot of noise that the group wouldn't have heard before. Strange chittering sounds, flapping of wings. Uh, There are just, there's so much going on around you in a place where you've lived in the dark for so long. There's so much movement with the leaves and the wind and the expansive sky it's it is a it is a whole new experience for the group eventually though you come to somewhat of a clearing that looks like it may have been a center of some kind for a group of people there are a couple houses that are in poor repair around and a few watchtowers that are in the process of falling down. As you're walking in, you get the distinct feeling that you're not alone. So uh, if the group could give me a group perception check, we will get into this. (laughs) Natural one. (laughs) 17. 13. 12. 11. Starting off strong. We're good. We're doing great. We're doing good. Dot, since you got the 17, looking around at this space, you would be the first to recognize that you you are not alone. You are being watched. You can't quite tell what might be watching, but you are the first to notice that there's something else here. Rook, do you do you feel that there's somebody watching us? Somebody's watching us. I'm pretty sure, man. But the, they could be coming from anywhere. This is not. I I do not feel comfortable here. Like usually, you know where the little places in the cave they can hide are. They could hide anywhere. Like in a tree. <laughs> oh, you're saying maybe we should hide in trees? Uh, I could do that. I'm I'm not great at climbing, y'all. I was thinking I could go up in one of these towers. They don't look sturdy. Oh, you might be able to use these cool little things that I have that help you climb rocks. I try and tap into whatever it was in the battle that allowed me to see sources of life and signs of it with uh, tracks and uh, the breath of other creatures and is that a thing you have, or are you calling for like a survival role? Yes. <laughs> the survival yes. role to both. Yes. The the the, uh, the survival role. Okay. Eleven. Okay. Simon, up in the tree, you have a little bit more of a vantage point on the general area. The houses are all in poor shape. It looks as though it has been long since abandoned by civilized people. 
However, you notice that in the building to the northwest of where your group currently is, it seems as though it is full of a white silky substance you would recognize as spider webs. I mean, I've heard that you guys think I'm creepy now, but I think I, I have something to match it. Oh, oh okay. Uh, that, that house over there, uh, it, it looks like it is inhabited by some form of arachnid. Hey, spiders. We, we can deal with those. We have those in the caves. Should we, should we go that way? That's true. We can always we can always snuff out a, a few spiders. Did he say spiders or little kids? <laughs> I thought he said it was a little kid. Little kid? We yeah. can't kill little kids. No, definitely not. Unless they're little kid spiders. <laughs> well, I guess we can always check it out. Anybody particularly good at sneaking? If not, I'm. I'll head over. I'm extraordinarily bad at sneaking. I'm pretty good at sneaking, but I I don't like to get too close to things. I mean, we should probably try to sneak either way. I, I'm pretty okay at sneaking. Let's go around the edges, behind the other buildings, and hide behind them as we circle around. That's a great plan. That sounds like a good idea to me. Give me a group stealth check for those that are heading over to the building. Ah, natural 20. Oh. 14. Now 20 as well. Wow. Jeez. 19. 16. Silent as the wind. <laughs> Luckily, the group manages to be much more sneaky than expected except for brood he is having trouble carrying his box on a stick and is hitting every rock on the way over as he's dragging it making way (laughs) too much noise that dang box (laughs) so uh as the group moves into position you are finally able to see what is currently running around inside this building Currently, Simon, you're the closest. So you can see that they're actually a primate of some kind. They are long-limbed brown primates with six appendages that they're using to climb around inside their web. As they run around and interact with each other, you can see that they have sets of eyes much more like an arachnid and their mouths open up almost like a predator where like they have extra flaps of skin that open as they screech at each other as they're moving around inside the building can i tell if it's a language that they're speaking or if they're just like Uh, animals give me give me another survival check to see if you can tell survival or nature either one 18 Yeah, it looks as though they don't have a form of language. It's more just territorial screeches at each other. They're not babies. Ren just (laughs) starts signaling like, let's get out of here. I don't... They look kind of strong. Should we leave, Ren? 
is there anything in the area that we would care about? I don't know. It's been 300 years since I've been here. (laughs) No. To tell you the truth, I'm raring to hit somebody with this box. So maybe this is a good chance for us to find out what we can do. It's worth a try. I I agree. We should have one foot out the door. Maybe, Maybe draw them out to us. I could try and shoot one. There's that one way up in there. If everybody can get ready to run, if things go bad. How, how many do we see? I just see the one. I see two. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. Hey. That is a lot. But there's more of us. I think we have a good chance. All right, y'all. I say, I say we try it. I got new powers and I'm raring to light something up. All right. Okay, if everybody else is ready, I'll try it. My hand begins to glow and fire right at that one up on the top. Should we all shoot at the same time to catch him off guard? You say that as the bolt from my hand starts flying. (laughs) You do have a surprise round, technically, so you all will get to fire before they move. So, 17 to hit. That hits. Um, Three damage. Ah, there is a screech from the monkey spider as it turns around just in time to catch the fireball straight in the face and he is immolated on the spot, just up in flames. I think we might be able to take them. Corball, your move. Yeah, I just, I pull out my crossbow and uh, I fire at this one right here for a 15 to hit. That hits. And eight damage. Uh, that one is shot through the back of the head during this surprise attack and drops dead in the webs. And I pull out a dagger and I carve a little notch on my crossbow. Rook, you are up. Uh, stay here, Dot. And I run forward, pull out a javelin, get to the corner and throw the javelin at the creature. Thirteen. Ten points of piercing damage. Oof. It just goes straight through it, and on the other side, you can see that you speared his heart, just took it completely out of his body, and is now pinned to the wall on the other side. Completely dead. Guys, I think we're going to be okay out here. We might have some food. Ren, your move. Perfect. Uh, Ren just shouts, You have so many arms, they're just going to get tangled! And casts vicious <laughs> mockery at the eight wisdom saving throw. That's a six. It fails. It will take ooh four points of psychic damage, and it has disadvantage on its next attack roll. Well, it has no next attack roll. Your words have cut it so deep it grabs its heart <sighs> and keels over out of sheer despair. Ren just oh my gosh I I didn't mean to kill it (laughs) Ren that was devastating Uh, (laughs) Brood's like I'm a coven I'm a coven and he goes running Uh, he can't see nothing because he is too short to see what's going on so he's just running up with his, his hammer looking for something to hit but i feel uh, your pain (laughs) he's just too short uh simon 
your move. So I am clinging to this wall right now, uh, just climbing around it, and I climb around this corner here, and I am going to hold my action if something tries to attack Rook, I'm going to uh, see if I can chain him first and pull him back before it hits. Okay. Simon is holding an action. And we are back up at the top of the round. Dot. Your move. Okay, and I don't see anything, correct? Not from your current position, you wouldn't see anything, no. Um, so that I would sneak over kind of where Brood is trying to get to that front door light up my hand and hold an action for if I can ever see one of them at all I would fire Eldritch Blast at them okay so we have uh, Dot holding an action Corball your move Um, I would just reload my crossbow and then fire at this one back here okay uh, in the back of the house. Ooh, that's probably not going to hit. That's a five plus five, so a ten. That misses. That misses. And I just say, God, frost my beard. <laughs> and that's my turn. All right. Uh, the spider monkeys, as I'm calling them, now take their turn. They recognize that they are currently under attack. And so they start moving towards you. Uh, none of them are able to get to anybody to actively hurt them, but Dot, you would see, I believe, the one spider that's moving towards the front door. The very first one? Yes. Okay. Uh, That's a 12 to hit. That hits. That was three damage because once per turn, I get to add my proficiency damage to an attack. Okay. That would definitely immolate the one spider monkey moving towards the front door. I have Genie's Wrath. (laughs) So it's really the blast hits and then some extra red energy fires around it through the spider monkey's body. You hear a voice in your head that says, I hate hate the spiders. (laughs) Rook, it is your turn. Rook, there's a spider coming around the other door. Close to brood. Uh, I'm coming, brood, and gallop forward. Uh, I pull another javelin out. Ooh, ten. Well, that's a miss. <laughs> Cling. <laughs> oh, I missed it, but I'm I'm here for you, brood. Don't no worries. Thank you, Rook. You were really close. You almost got him. Ren, you're up. So Ren is gonna fly towards. Rook above and cast Vicious Mockery on the one that Rook just tried to attack. And we'll say, get tangled in your legs again there, mister! And make a wisdom saving throw. The spider monkey makes what you can assume is a rude gesture for a spider monkey as he rolls a 17 on his wisdom check. Oh, definitely succeeds. She's like, go! Gosh, darn it. I need to come up with better insults. And as a (laughs) bonus action, I'm going to say, Brood, you got this. There, use that box hammer thing, mister. You got it. Go get him, tiger. 
and uh, inspires Brood. You get a d6 inspiration dice. Brood is going to say, oh, all right, now we're talking. And he moves past into the house. He is currently in web (laughs) that is slowing him down a bit. So he can't quite get there, but he's going to pull out the box on the stick. And he's like, all right, come at me, you ugly monkey. Uh, Simon, it is your turn. Watch out, Brood. There's another one coming around the stairs. Can you, can you see that one, Corval? Are you going to be able to hit it? Uh, I should be able to. All right. I'm going to go check and see if there's anything left. I peek over the, the wall to see if there's anything, uh, any other creatures back there. Oh, okay. So you're, you're moving a little further down the, the broken down wall and peeking in and there doesn't seem to be anything other than more web that they have been spinning. And I'll, I'll hide behind the wall. Okay, back up to Dot. I would try and move down the thing and kind of get underneath the side of Rook, see if I could see the face of the spider monkey at any time as I try and move around. Okay. A 22 to hit. <laughs> Oddly enough, that hits this defenseless <laughs> spider monkey. For seven damage. So Brood would kind of yelp as it flies past him. No! And it hits the spider monkey, knocking it down dead. I'm very glad that did not hit you, Brood. I, oh. I really tried not to hit you. I'm happy too. I, I got to put my hair back up. And I'm too close. And I would back up 10 feet. And then I'll just back up a little bit and let you get in. <laughs> Corball, your move. You can end it right <clears> here. Yeah, I would just reload my crossbow and take another shot at this little spider that's kind of hiding behind these broken down stairs. It's a 15 to hit. That does. And it is 11 points of damage piercing. Let's make your final shot epic to finish off our first full encounter. And I just, uh, you know, aim right down my crossbow and like right in the middle of the cluster of eyes. So not hitting any one eye, but just in the middle of his face. (laughs) I imagine he's opening up his gross predator mouth and then you hit it and it just goes limp as he falls backwards, uh, completely dead. And then I just take out my dagger and put a little tick mark in my crossbow. And we are out of combat. Oh, y'all. I was no help at all. But y'all did great. Yeah, you did get very close to that one. I'm sorry that I killed it and didn't let you try out your hammer. That's all right. I mean... It's better than getting bit by one of those things. They look like they had a nasty bite. They didn't look appetizing at all. <laughs> I, I can't believe I I killed one. Yeah, you, you insulted him to death. How do you do that? I've never done that before. Oh, I'll take your words much more seriously now that I know they can actually kill me. My mom always said sticks and stones can break your bones, but words will never hurt you. She lied. Oh my gosh, I I didn't mean to kill it. I I think it's fine. We we were killing them in general. Yeah, but why? 
Why were we killing them? Yeah. Just going to kill everything we see out here? Couldn't they have been gods? They could have been. Weren't gods shapeshifters? They, it could have been anything. We have no idea. Did they start the war? Did Are we done? Did, Did we finish? We, are we done? Is Nephilim safe? Did we save Nephilim? I find it very hard to believe that these seven spider monkey things started the War of the Gods. But, I mean, I guess there's always a possibility. We just have to find Abe now. Maybe he's in one of these other buildings. So this brings up an interesting point, though. Should we be fighting things that we find? Or should we be trying to talk first? Like, you said they couldn't talk. You said they were just animals. Yeah. I listened but, to them, and, and they weren't talking to each other. I was going to let you know if I heard them say anything. I'm also curious if they're edible. Because we really don't have a, a lot of food. Ew, you want to eat a spider monkey? They don't look very good at all. Well, that one's heart that was over there, that looked like a heart. I mean, like a normal heart to me. I mean, we can always, we can try to, to gather uh, food out of them if you'd really like. I just, I don't know how hungry we're going to get or not. Mm. Uh, talking about this in light of the spider monkeys, I am have zero amounts of hunger. <laughs> is Is their blood red or anything like that? Or are they seeping white goo? Uh, let's say it's kind of a greenish color, so it's not oh, okay. regular blood. It's like mint blood. Yeah, they're like a, they're like an Andy's mint. Maybe it's more of a plant. Nah. I go and poke through a couple and grab any of the crossbow bolts that are still usable. I, uh, I don't think we want to eat these things. They're, they're a little gross. Well, at the at the very least, we know we can kind of hold our own out here, which is nice, right? I was a little worried. How many bolts did you get back, Corball? Just one. <laughs> the other two broke. Oh, did you see one of my javelins or both, maybe? Um, I, we could go look. I'll, I'll go look. Oh no, I'm stuck in the door again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll push. I'll push. I don't know if I'm allowed to walk up behind you. My mom always said never walk up behind a centaur. Uh, we, we should come up with a safe word <laughs> for if you're coming up behind me, because otherwise I'll kick you. Watch out for your butt. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Say watch out for your butt every time you come up behind me or I might kick you. All right. All right. All right. Watch out for your butt. And he walks up and pushes. Hey, Brood, um, he has a tendency of breaking things on accident very a lot. Oh. As soon as Brood touches me, I, I startle and I accidentally kick. <gasps> You're going <laughs> to kick Brood? <laughs> Roll an attack with hooves. Wouldn't that be a disadvantage because you can't see him? <laughs> oh, yeah, it would be. That That's good because my first one was a 23 and the second one was a 19, so... <laughs> Yeah, you full-on catch Brood in the face, so roll damage. That's seven points of bludgeoning damage. <laughs> Ow! Sorry! So, sorry. Oh, I, no, that is exactly what I was talking sorry, about. Sorry, I'll, I'll remember the safe word going forward, I promise. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> Brood <laughs> full on kicks him, and Brood is not a, a tall creature. He's only three <laughs> feet tall. So he goes sprawling back a good 10 feet and is bleeding profusely. He looks really bad. <laughs> brood, brood. Oh no, I'm so sorry. I apologize. And Brood's like holding his face and he's like, oh, oh, I said the safe word. I know. Why would you kick me in the face? It's a new safe word. I'm so sorry. While he's holding his face, you can see that it's crackling a bit with energy and he brings his hands back down and his nose has stopped bleeding and he looks entirely fine after the lightning effect around his fingers by the gods you your nose I, wow i it hurts so bad and now it doesn't hurt at all that's incredible and he's like wiping blood off of his face <laughs> i'm so sorry uh, but this has me thinking ren you're right we didn't know anything about these creatures I assumed everything in this world was dangerous and we would have to attack to survive, but but this was a mistake. We don't know anything about them. I, I think the point is that we don't know if it was a mistake or not. Well, they didn't look friendly. I will say that. It, it may have been, but it also may have been the right choice. Maybe we need to watch things a little bit more before we first attack. I I agree. If there's animals like this, animals can hurt you pretty bad. I mean, I know there's some of the wild dogs, I, they've they've hurt little baby mouse and it's pretty bad. Uh, it kind of seems to me like we should be better safe than sorry with the animals. But when people can talk, then maybe we should we should try and communicate first. What if they don't speak our language? Then we kill them. <laughs> I don't think that's the right way to go. Just because someone doesn't speak your language doesn't mean they're evil. Well, we wait and see if they hit Rook. <laughs> it may be a case-by-case -case basis. You know, sometimes you can look at things and go, okay, that thing is bad. And then other times you just can't tell. So we're going to have to just decide as we see him. We'll have to be careful because on the surface, if we didn't know Simon beforehand, you would present as a very dangerous creature. No offense, That's Simon. That's true. I, I would do definitely apologize. fire at Simon. <laughs> that, that chain is very, it's scary, very looking. scary looking. I have a hard time not firing on myself, honestly. All I know is that we never asked the silkworms if we could take their silk, and we just did it. So that's my only frame of reference from back home. Should we put it back? <laughs> we can't now. We're out of the city. Oh, these aren't silkworms. Oh. <laughs> well, that is a good question. Is this? Are these webs made out of the same stuff? Yeah, are they? Are you able to get silk out of this? I take a look. <laughs> Uh, give me a nature check. Or, yeah, nature. Eight. It looks very sticky and not like something that you would use to make clothing out of. 
It doesn't look like it would do well in a loom, that's for sure. But gum the whole thing up. Too sticky. That's too bad. Well, y'all, I'm I'm sorry for being the one to say let's go fight him, but I I I I wanted to see what I could do. I I have not still yet been able to see what I can do, but I'm sure. Yeah, Brood, you you ran up there so fast. Well, you know, you seem to be able to help heal yourself really well. I do have that, and that that was a good find. So thank you, Rook, for full-on back-kicking me in the face. Otherwise, I never would have known. Wait, what was the safe word again? <laughs> your butt. Watch your, your butt. butt. Watch your butt. <laughs> I, I will commit right. that to memory. And Rook just starts repeating that to himself over and over. It's, Watch your butt. Watch your butt. Watch your butt. All right. Let's, let's, uh, let's keep moving if we've got nothing else to do here. Agreed. Should we check the other buildings? I don't know. We might find more spider monkeys, and then what do we do? Run? Good. Oh, I might be able to just fly. A give a get a quick glance into the buildings to see what's going on. Sounds like a good idea. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. We could do that. Yeah, let's look around. Uh, so Ren just kind of does a quick loop of the area, flying around. Give me an investigation check. 16 plus 3. Oh, wow. Plus 3. 19. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm good at that. <laughs> uh, it is pretty well abandoned. Anything of value probably has rotted away over the last 300 years. So it is just kind of a ghost town area with nothing in it. Yeah, y'all. I did not see anything of interest. Just a lot of decrepit. Run-down buildings. Overgrown. I say we keep moving. All right. All right. As it gets around midday, you can assume you've been walking for a good couple of hours, you uh, come across a giant black stone jutting up out of the floor of the forest. It has carvings of people, humanoid people, in agony it appears around the entirety of it and there are thorns stone thorns that are spread from it in general and it gives off a bit of a an unpleasant kind of feeling as you approach i don't approach (laughs) and as the group sees it We end our session for the evening. Thanks for listening to the Seven Bones podcast. We know there are many like it, and we appreciate that you took the time to listen to ours. If you'd like, you can contact us using the email address bones at sevenbonespodcast.com. And that's with the number seven. So the number seven bonespodcast.com. 
Uh, thank you very much, and we'll see you next time.